baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Tara. Not such a good morning for Donald Trump and people around him. Uh, They're determined to put this guy in prison for the crime of running against them. So um, they're going to come at him from the post-American territories of this country. Uh, Those that on the map technically are still American, but don't really have a recognizable recognizably American system of justice. These are kangaroo courts. The worst of them um, are in D.C., but we're at a point is is a country where if you are with the right team, like the FBI, and they're trying you in, an, in a post-American territory, and I'm not joking, I'm not being facetious, I'm literally serious. A post-American territory like Washington, D.C., All they have to hear, the jury, because it's a 90% Democrat registration there, is that you're with the FBI. And you got a guy like Kessler gets off. And then they interview the jurors. And they're like, hey, you know, did he he lie under oath? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Is that a crime? Yeah, but people lie all the time. That's the standard of justice for the left. Yeah, he committed a crime, but I mean, he's with the FBI and we like them. I've even got the logo on my sweatshirt. So that's where the left is. But if you are with the wrong political team, like Donald Trump is, and you're in Fulton County, which is very blue, you're just done. So uh, we are seeing the very real possibility here that Donald Trump, we don't know what the indictments would be yet from this grand jury. It's a special grand jury. They can't indict themselves. They can only recommend indictments. But you get a grand jury in Fulton County, it's going to be liberal. That's how it goes. So, um, you know, in, in America, and you got to understand what the problem is. There, the, the, the reason you can't get what we used to recognize as American justice out of these juries, these people have been watching, overdosing, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, where all they hear over and over and over is that they are fighting Nazis. That they are the victims of an attempted coup by Vladimir Putin, who is, of course, himself a Nazi. So, I mean, if you're fighting Nazis, if I was fighting Nazis, I mean, I'd throw the rule book out, right? Wouldn't we all? They think they're fighting Nazis. They think they have narrowly lived. It's funny, but it's not funny. They think they've narrowly lived through a very close brush with the end of what they think is their democracy. They don't even know they live in a democracy, these people. So they're weaponized and they're sent out. Now they're serving on juries where they think it is their personal moral thing to, you know, to battle the Nazis. They have been so chock full of lies. They think Donald Trump is a Russian stooge. They have no idea that's been completely debunked and that the whole Russian uh, narrative was completely fake and put together by actual fascists at the FBI. They don't know any of that. And now they're on juries. And so all they got to do is get you tried in the right county. 
Do, it is not far-fetched this morning. This jury, special jury, has come back and recommended indictments for um, people in the Trump sphere, is I guess a safe way to put it, um, regarding, it, it appears Trump's phone call to Jeffrey, uh, what's his name, Ratface, um, uh, down in Georgia. Yeah. Um, the one who allowed all that cheating uh, that was so well documented in Dinesh D'Souza's um, multi-thousand mules movie. So um, they finally got those boxes up so they can't cheat that way anymore. They need to get him for election fraud is what they need to do. So in their mind. So they're saying that they've got the foreman of this jury who is in absolute Fruit Loop. I don't know if you've seen her. No. Yeah. Um, she looks like she's the chairman of the Woke Friends Club. She's out there giving interviews. Even on CBS and MSNBC, they're appalled by this. Like, what is the foreman of a grand jury yeah, doing? Yeah, that's... Like, they're, I mean, they were saying that on television. I, I'm not even sure that that is legal. It's, it doesn't Because a appear, grand jury is supposed to be secret. And she's a dingling. I mean, so you can tell what you're dealing with here. This is why they do this in a particular county. Um, and she is just, I mean, you, you got to watch the interview. She's absolutely off. Um, and she's out there giggling, talking about, you know, 12 indictments and wow, like a dozen people around Trump who've got immunity deals now. And, you know, the indictments are going to be about what you expect. Um, and, you know, people are, thro- you know, throwing out the whole idea was to get Trump on trying to steal the election in Georgia in this call with with uh, Brad Ratface. And so he, uh, they have the call, they have Donald Trump saying, you know, find the votes. Um, and they're going to come at it literally from Trump tried to commit election fraud. So when she says, well, the indictments are going to be about what you would think, um, what I would think, what she's saying is, um, Donald Trump being indicted for some sort of election interference at a felony level in Georgia. Well, what what is concerning to me about this whole thing is what you really have here, the, what, what is really going on is if you're a Republican and question the outcome of yep. an election and you do anything under your legal rights to pursue your, you know, redress of your grievances, you're going to be indicted. And you're going to be tried in a post-American territory in what amounts to a kangaroo court by people who think you're a Nazi. And I, I've got to say, and I, I blame the AP for this, the Associated Press, they continue to use the term about Trump meddling in the 2020 election. I'm sorry, if you simply question the outcome of an election and do what you legally can do to pursue this, and, and listen, if there's something that Trump did that was illegal, okay, fine, pro- prosecute that. But so far, all I hear is discussions of where it is the the illegal votes that were cast and and there in every election there are illegal votes that are cast there are votes that could be questioned there are votes that could be thrown out in every almost every election that happens especially on a state or national level there were more than 60,000 in Georgia I'm not even going to contest that that's yeah including more than 10,000 cast from out of state all Trump and his associates have done is simply pursue what was their legal right to question the outcome of the election and and then present their case and if you even do that, you're under threat of indictment. Where is the indictment of Stacey Abrams? 
That's yep. That's that's it? what I want to know because this woman has continued the big lie that she is the elected governor of Georgia. They talk about Trump's big lie about the election fraud. Well, the big lie in Georgia in the Peach State is Stacey Abrams denying her loss to Brian Kemp the first time by 50,000 votes. She continued the big lie that she was the rightfully elected governor, that Brian Kemp was not the elected governor. Where's the indictment on Stacey Abrams and her crowd? Well, let's keep going. Where's the indictment on Department of Homeland Security? Because we know for a fact, thanks to a whistleblower, we have the documents. They built an algorithm in June of 2020, months before the election, that was then deployed by a Department of Homeland Security sub-agency, CISA, to silence, target, and take down any discussion across 15 internet, uh, social media platforms of uh, absentee ballot fraud. So where's the indictment of those people? Why all of a sudden, why in June did they know they would need an algorithm to target people posting about absentee ballot fraud in November? Not a question anybody's answered so far. Love to hear the answer to that one. But you can see why the left's got to be in there uh, indicting people, covering up, because what they did at the Department of Homeland Security was so monstrous and so terrifying um, that, that, that literally, I mean, what, what are we going to build an indictment for next time? And again, the Trump people, the, you know, what all this is about, the Trump people, as I have exhaustively demonstrated using their own filings in state and federal court, there was massive absentee ballot fraud in this election. There was not Dominion machine fraud. I did, not that anybody's ever proven, but the absentee ballot fraud, massive and documented um, and submitted to the court. The Democrats know that. They have got to cover this up because they're going to want to do it again. And so that's what this is about in some of the most egregious examples of them using out-of-state voters to vote in-state are in Georgia. Ghost voters voting in Georgia. So much so... And that's another thing Stacey Abrams promoted. No, she Asked did. Asked people she, to yeah, move to Georgia simply to vote. That is voter fraud right there. And we know how many did it because what the Trump team had a consultant do, you know, you could when you move out, you file with the post office the yep. change of address. Oh, yeah. They just complained. All they had to do was compare that against the voter rolls and look to see who voted. It is literally unknowable who won the election in Georgia. Democrats going to want to do that again, and they're going to want to pu- cover up anybody. They're going to want to punish anybody who questions it. So Republicans know, listen, I can't question it when they steal the election this way uh, because I might get indicted. That's what this is about. I cannot wait. I, I mean, I cannot believe that I am seeing this in this country. On the other hand, when you look at the polling, DeSantis does better against Democrats and Biden and Trump. So, I mean, are they shooting themselves in the foot? I don't know. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So let me tell you what you're watching right now. This is real history. What you're watching is Joe Biden. This, this, and, and this is how history will record this. You're watching Joe Biden touring Europe to celebrate and promote his relaunch of the Cold War. You're thinking, do we need another Cold War? No, we don't. No, we don't. But that's what we're getting. We're getting a Cold War because Russia bad. That's what they want. what the deep state wants. They wanted this for a long time. They worked very hard for it. We started the war in 2014. When the neo-Nazis that we trained in Ukraine for many years, uh, John Brennan did, uh, and that was back... Um, when, you know, up until like about three years ago, everyone from the Atlantic to USA Today would admit these people are neo-Nazis in Ukraine. They controlled the parliament at one point, the legislature. And the people made the mistake of electing, legally electing a pro-Russian president. That country's pretty divided down the middle like this one is. We're divided kind of right and left. They're divided uh, between sort of a pro-Russian sphere and a sort of independent Eastern Ukrainian sphere. This has been this way in this country going back to World War II. It's not new. But what was new was we decided we didn't like their choice at the polls. So we violently overthrew the duly elected pro-Russian leader of Ukraine. This was in 2014. Then we decided we'd assassinate him. But we missed. We blew up his car as it exited, headed toward Russia, Um, But he had smartly outthought us uh, and had gone in the opposite direction. So we didn't manage to kill him, but we tried. Do you know that? What if Vladimir Putin had done that in Mexico? How would you feel? 
Because let me tell you how I'd feel. I'd be for invading Mexico. Like, now. Like, as in, let's go. Then the bombs start to fly right up against the Russian border, killing ethnically Russian populations. That didn't make them feel so good, but Russia was very restrained. They have been very restrained, given our provocations. Then we began to build bioweapons labs on their border that violated our international treaties, as Victoria Newland with the State Department admitted. For over a year, Russians asked nicely for an international inspection of our bioweapons labs. We wouldn't let them inspect. You can see now why they're pulling out of nuclear treaties. I would, too. I mean, I'm surprised they were still in it. Can you imagine if they did that to us in Mexico, overthrew the elected government of Mexico, tried to assassinate the leader, put in a pro-Russian government, and then began building bioweapons labs on the border? They're scared to death of us because they've got really good intel. Remember, they're friends of the Chinese. They knew who made COVID in that lab. China's told them. It was us. And now those labs are on their border. And there have been strange releases of very odd diseases that kill people around those labs. This is what Russia had been saying in the lead up to the Ukraine war, but they didn't want to do it. And they weren't going to do it. We pushed them and pushed them and pushed them and pushed them and pushed them. The Democrats, not the Republicans. So Trump comes into office, though, and the Russians have hope. Trump partners with the Russians uh, to go kill and wipe out Obama's caliphate full of fighters that the CIA had trained. So we partner with Russia, ship and we, with Russia and we begin to have a good relationship and everything's fine. Literally, you are watching the tanks roll to the border with Russia as soon as Biden wins. And the buildup begins because they know they're at war with the Democrat Party and their bioweapons program on the, on, on the border. Again, put yourself in Russia's shoes and ask what you would do if they did this in Mexico because I'd go down there and kill them. That's what I would do. And I'd take that country. And you would too, believe me. You'd be sitting right here with me. Then Joe Biden floats in November and December before the Russian invasion that um, they're going to let Ukraine into NATO. What does that mean? You'll never get those bioweapons labs off your border. You'll never stop those bombs from coming in from Ukraine because if you respond to the provocation by the Ukrainian government, bombing ethnic Russians, sending some of those bombs over the border into Russia, you're going to spark World War III. So you're going to have to take it. You're going to have to take the bioweapons labs and you're going to have to take the missiles coming across your border and you can't fight back. Scratch out Ukraine, put Mexico. What would you do? I would have invaded years ago. I mean, that'd be me. But Putin really is a moderate. The people behind Putin are not. We do not want them in charge. This idea of we'll overthrow Putin, it'll be great. No. They've sold you this line that Putin's the madman. You should see the people behind him. He has fought them for years not to go into this conflict with us that we have fomented. And he just pulled out, people have been texting, well, you know, Trump didn't like to start treaty. He didn't want it. He wanted something tougher. Yeah, he did. It was very, very easy peasy what the Obama administration negotiated in 2011. But the framework that's been built since Reagan is what that treaty was built on. We just took the whole nuclear framework for arms control and threw it out. Putin did. It's like the Cold War never happened, and now we're in an arms race. If you had told me, like, wow, Biden is setting out to relaunch the Cold War in two years. I'd be like, wow, two years? That would be hard to do. He did it. Except this one? We've never seen this before. You know why? 
Because in all of the time, with all of the horror of the Cold War, there was never a hot component. There was never a battlefield. Like a physical battlefield where our troops are sitting, the 101st Airborne, outside of Romania. Putin can read things. We only send the 101st when we're at war. We have not put the 101st in the European theater since World War II. Where do we send them last? Last place we're at war in Iraq. In Iraq, that's where they went. Now they're sitting there in Romania, like ducks, like targets. For whatever reason, the deep state is relaunching not just the Cold War, but the Cold War with a hot component. And Vladimir Putin just said, hey, the chains are off. The chains are off. We're going to um, go ahead and resume the arms race. So everything Ronald Reagan accomplished, gone. Two years Joe Biden did this. And really, I mean, if you, if you were sort of like a, an evil villain, you're, you're sitting back going in like an awe. Like, wow. But remember, Barack Obama's warning to us about Joe Biden. Never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. And he's just relaunched the Cold War with a hot component and pulled China into it. This is a guy who cannot fight a Chinese balloon in our territory. Okay? He can't fight a Chinese balloon. How? He's so compromised. It shows the Pentagon. How are they going to fight Russia and China on a battlefield of Russia's choosing? Folks, we ain't never seen anything like this, and we have no idea how it ends. Good morning. Okay, the Biden administration losing even Rosie O'Donnell. You know, liberal Rosie. Yeah, she called East Palestine America's Three Mile Island. Said not, told the people of East Palestine, I mean, she's a hardcore Democrat, not to believe the EPA. Don't drink the water. Get out if you can. Absolutely trashing the Biden administration. So we'll get into all that coming up uh, in just a second. If you're headed to work this morning, wouldn't it be nice if you were not headed to work this morning? Well, maybe you could not be. The largest four-day work week experiment has wrapped after six months. And it worked so well, 92% of companies who tried it said they'll keep the policy going forward. 15% of employees say no amount of money could get them to go back. Here's what they did. They cut it down to four days a week. So you're thinking, what, so you work two extra hours? No, not technically. Here's what they said. You'd be on for four days. You're still responsible for getting the 40 hours of work in, however you do that. So you got to get all the same stuff you've been asked to get in before. You got to get it in. So it wasn't even 40 hours crammed into four days. It was kind of like, just get it done, however. But what it basically meant was you were only required to be there for, for, for the four days. How you got the rest done was up to you. Maybe be more efficient. 
And they did the only requirement to participate in the study uh, was that you could not cut salaries or benefits. The workers would get 100% of their pay in exchange they develop, d- deliver 100% of the work. See, like, I would think this wouldn't work. But it was a resounding success. Again, for employees and employers, workers reported a lot of benefits, including better sleep, stress levels, personal lives, mental health. They spent more time with their kids, families, household duties, and friends, but the companies reported that their revenue stayed broadly the same during the six-month trial but went up 35% on average when compared with a similar period from previous years. They dealt with less turnover, fewer sick days, less burnout, and were happy with employees and performance, so people liked it. I don't know. I got to say the only thing about it that, that would drive me nuts would be as a customer. I mean, if I need your help or to call you or to get something, I don't know, whatever I need to get done, if I have to wait three days during which time I can't reach you. I don't know. To me, that's annoying. But maybe they're taking calls in their off hours. Anyway, of the 61 companies who did it, 56 or 92% said they were continuing the four-day work week, even though the trial was over. 18% of them said they'd already made the four-day shift permanent. I will say this, though. I have always felt like, I don't know how you feel, two days is not enough to recover from if, if you have a job where you work really hard and really long or it wears you out, like this job makes me very tired. I'm, I'm very tired. I sleep a lot on the weekends. I, only, I can only pull the schedule off because I have a wonderful husband who lets me sleep like 12 hours um, for two days in a row, and that's how I put myself back together. And by Friday, I'm like crawling over the finish line. I don't know if it's, if it's that way for you. I, I think it is probably for a lot of you, especially if you have a lot of responsibility. But, um, yeah, three days would be awesome. It, it would be. Um, what do you think? You work somewhere where you have a four-day work week? Text rates say, Tara, I've been on four tens for years, so 10-hour days that I eat, all right, and I wouldn't go back. And the text rates, I have a four-day work week, I love it. See, I would happily work two more hours a week, a, a day, to, to do that, too. Tara, I work for 10-hour uh, days, I get 40 hours come Thursday. I am on overtime Friday and Saturday. If I have to work, I love my schedule. That sounds great. Texture rates. Uh, Tara, what do you mean there wasn't a hot war in the Cold War? Do you not remember Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan? I do. Um, our proxy, we funded him. Yeah, against the Russians. And we did defeat the Russians there. Uh, yeah, the, here's what I would say the difference is, okay? Afghanistan is Afghanistan. We have had, folks, I don't, they don't, they don't give you real news. I don't think you understand what the Russians have been listening to and how terrifying it was. Can you imagine if Russia... I just want you to understand how we're pushing them and how dangerous this is, okay? I am not pro-Russian. I basically see Vladimir Putin and Zelensky as essentially the same guy. They are both profoundly corrupt people who are running oligarchies that rip their own people off. That's who they are. NATO did not want to take in Ukraine because Ukraine was so corrupt. That was the main reason. Just the absolute stench of the corruption. I mean, this is a guy who jailed his political opponents, disappeared reporters he didn't like. He shut down all the free media in his country. Is now trying to shut down churches he feels are not sufficiently loyal. This guy is not democracy-oriented. He's a thug. So is Putin. I mean, so you know, throw your hands in here. I don't know whoever. This uh, this this battle's been going on for 
uh, literally hundreds of years between these ethnic groups. I'm not interested in it. I got stuff to do in my own country. We're broke. We're $31 trillion in the hole. This, the reason we were able to win the last arms race, and this is what we're doing. Joe Biden is relaunching the Cold War and the arms race. And I'm telling you, these lunatics on Capitol Hill are sociopathic overlords. Overlords, they think they could just print the money and win the arms race. They think they think this. At 7 to 8% inflation. This crazy. I mean, it is literally full-on loony. But if Michael McCall with the Republicans, who's also over in Ukraine right now, trying to figure out how to get World War III, I'm sure he will be well-rewarded from the military-industrial complex donors in his, in his campaign, but a lot of people are going to potentially die. Um, they're all over there. Look, they need to come. The swamp, these neocon, conservative, Republican, whatever the heck they are, and Joe Biden, they need to come to the American people. And they need to, tell, they may need, need to make the case for war because we're in war right now. We're in war. The 101st Airborne is over there. We're sending people to operate the Patriot missiles. They're going to be launching missiles at carriers full of Russian soldiers. I want an answer to one question. This is the question I want to answer to. I want to understand this. I, I truly do. That is what a Patriot missile is used for, to shoot planes out of the sky, Russian planes. We are going to kill Russians. There's nothing else you would do with a Patriot missile over there. When we shoot down a plane, do they think the Russians will retaliate or is their strategy just, not to be cool, they'll just let it go? And two, if the Russians do retaliate, because our guys are going to get killed in Ukraine, our, our soldiers. When the Russians do retaliate and Americans die, what's the plan? Because we didn't have a plan for fighting a Chinese balloon, okay? These are people who could not fight a Chinese balloon. They are so compromised. So what is the plan? We shoot at them. Yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. They keep saying on TV, okay, what if they shoot back? And what if they hit us? Then what is the plan? I did not, in, in, in true, true earnest seriousness, I want to know that. I think we should know that. So we can decide as the American people if we like it and do we want a declaration of war against Russia. If we do not, if we do not want to vote for that in Congress and have it explained to us why we are at war with a country that has not attacked us, then we have no business firing missiles at them and killing their soldiers. We got no business. I want the answers to those questions. And if you've noticed, I've been looking for them for weeks and I can't get them. Because the Republicans and the Democrats in the swamp, they don't have answers. Well, you've heard of heard the voice, put it with a face, me, Tara's Reservations tonight. Um, gonna be at Advanced Cosmetic Surgery right here in Greenville from five to seven. You are invited. Enjoy catering, catering free food from table three oh one. Um, it's a night of pampering, rejuvenation, special deals, wide range of treatments, um, all kinds of great discounts on everything from Botox to skincare products and Books to show you how they work or how to use them. 
Um, and again, the best part is it's free to use. So it, to reserve your space, text beauty, keyword beauty to the text line 71307. Again, that's tonight, 5 to 7. Uh, or go to 1063WORD.com to RSVP uh, right now. That's just our website, 1063WORD.com. Looking forward to seeing the folks who've already RSVP'd out there. Okay, let's jump on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, see what's going on there. Uh, texture rates. Uh, Tara, how would U.S. react in Russia's shoes? Three words, Bay of Pigs. Folks, the reason I keep saying this, I mean, people on the text line are misunderstanding. I'm not defending Russia. I want to beat them like a drum economically. I don't really care to get into a war with them. And by beating Russia in the best way we can, which is with our energy, we could do a lot more harm to them than this way. But the Democrats are determined to break this country monetarily, economically, and so we can't fight them in the way we should economically. They are a very real economic threat to us. Currency-wise, energy-wise. But the only reason they're a big threat to us is, again, is the Democrats have restricted our ability to get and are restricting our ability to get and sell our energy. So, I mean, you want to know who to fight to fight all this and to hurt the Russians? It, it's, it's at the White House. That's where you fight. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.